Grace, mercy, and peace are yours through your true vine, Jesus. Amen. It's not about what you know, but who you know. Have you heard that before? Do you agree with it? I think for the most part, we we come to learn that as our lives go along, but I don't think we like to believe that. I think we like to think that a talented, skilled person will eventually rise to the top. But it's not always the case. A lot of talented people end up wasting their talents because they don't have the connection that they need. They're never able to quite reach the level that they're capable of reaching because they're not connected to someone who can give their talent and ability a purpose. And that leads you to this truth. It's not about what you know, but about who you know. And that reveals something about our culture and our world. That, that skills and abilities and talents, they are wonderful, wonderful gifts. But connections matter more. Someone who's connected has certain advantages that someone who doesn't have those connections doesn't have. If you, if you make the right connection with the right powerful person, you can give your talent and your ability a purpose in life. And it leads you to the conclusion that connections matter. We have connections all over the place in our lives. We connect with our family we connect with our friends, we connect with our coworkers. We even connect with our jobs and ideas. We connect with all these different things and we want those connections. We yearn for them. Because when we connect with someone else or something else, we're attaching ourselves to that person. It means we're not walking through this life alone. That we are connected, we're attached to someone and we want that. Because at a base level, you want to trust people. You want to give trust and you want to be trusted. So all of this leads you to the conclusion that connections, they matter. And your connection to Jesus matters the most. Jesus spoke about connections a lot throughout his ministry. It was something he was trying to get across to the disciples and to anyone who would listen to him. He talked about his connection to the Father. And you remember sometimes when he would make those connections to the Father and he tried to explain that he was connected to the Father, the Pharisees wanted to put him to death. And his disciples maybe didn't really fully understand what he was telling them. But he said things like, I and the Father are one. He said, do you not know that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? He taught that he was sent from the Father to this earth to do everything that the Father wanted him to do. He was here to do the Father's will. And in our lesson for today from John chapter 15, Jesus was just about at the end of his ministry. He was just about done doing his Father's will here on earth. And he was going to be obedient to death. 
even death on a cross, where he would fulfill his Father's will to die for us. But before he did that, he had words for his disciples, and he talks about connections. Let's read our section from John chapter 15. Jesus says this, he says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You, all, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Do you know what Jesus is saying here? He's saying that if you attach If the only thing that you attach yourself to in this life is your family, your friends, your co-workers, your job, your hobbies, ideas, if that's all you attach yourself to and all you're connected to in this life, you will wither and die. Even if by this world's standards you are living a full life. Look, Look at what he said. He said, no branch can bear fruit by itself. Or apart from me, you can do nothing. Or if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, if you try to do life without the true vine, if you try to do life disconnected from Jesus then there are eternal consequences for that. Because your connection to Jesus is the only connection that matters. Jesus says, I am the true vine. I am the genuine vine, the real vine. Anything that is good comes from the true vine. And if you are connected to any other vine that isn't the true vine, you are living your life with the wrong connections. If you are connected to any other vine besides the true vine, your life will end in death. Eternal death. Because you're not getting the nutrients that you so desperately need. So the truth is there. Who you know matters. Who you are connected to matters. And this, this is why it matters that you are connected to the true vine, because he is the source. He is the source of all good things. 
He is the source of all love in your life. That true vine is perfect. He is true God, and he is the one who connected you to him. We, we said that Jesus explained his connection from the Father and that he was sent from the Father to this earth to do the Father's will. And the Father's will was that Jesus live a perfect life here on earth, not just to prove that he could do it. He lived a perfect life so that he could connect you to him. And then he sacrificed himself on the cross so he could connect you to him. If you're connected to other vines, other than the true vine, you may get some things from those vines, but you'll never get what you need. You only get what you need from the true vine. And your true vine gave up his life for you so that he could give you victory over sin and over death. And he says this incredibly comforting verse in verse 3. Did you catch that? He's speaking to his disciples, but these words are for you as well. He says, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. You are already clean. The word that, he used, that Jesus uses in Greek, it means clean or pure, but it's in specific reference to your relationship with guilt. So he says, you are clean from that guilt, that guilt that was on your shoulders, that guilt that made you dirty. You have been washed already. You are clean. You are pure. Because Jesus came and did all of that for you. He lived his life for you and died for you. He says, you are already clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. The word that created faith in the hearts of the disciples. The word that created faith in your heart. It's the same word. It's the same word that was read this morning. It's the same word that we hear in John chapter 15. That word is powerful and has made you clean and has connected you to the vine so that you can receive the nutrients from the vine. A gardener plants his vine, his grapevines, and what does he expect? Grapes, yeah, they're a given. When you plant the, the grapevine, and if you have a healthy vine, you expect to have grapes. What a beautiful picture for our Christian life. You are connected to the true vine. So fruits are a given. They, they just flow. Things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. They flow naturally. You produce these fruits and you don't even know you're doing it sometimes. That's how naturally it flows from you. So Jesus' whole point in all of this is to say, the fruit you produce is dependent. It's dependent on your connection to the true vine.
If you are connected to Jesus, and you are, you're already clean, and you will produce fruits. You have the most important connection, the only connection that matters. So what does this look like in our lives? Jesus says it, but it's easy to miss. He said this, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, then ask whatever you wish and it will be done. Here's what Jesus is saying. Live in my words. That means read the word. Take the word to heart. Contemplate what that word means for your life and believe it. Even when things get hard, even when things are difficult. Let me give you an example. Say that you just got this huge medical news, this big diagnosis. You were just diagnosed with, with cancer. There's, there's few bigger things than cancer. It, it consumes your life, and it's easy. But when you have something big like that, to wither and die spiritually, because your life is changed. Your life will now be filled with doctor's appointments, treatments, tests, and fear. Death kind of looms over you like a cloud. And soon, you become engrossed with just trying to stay alive. It's easy at those big points in your life to wither and die spiritually. But that's when you need the Word the most. That's when you need to hear Jesus say to you, that I am always with you. That's when you need Jesus to tell you that he's working everything out for your eternal good. That's when you need to hear Jesus say that he has gone to prepare a place for you. Because when you hear those words at that moment, in that situation, those words have a deeper meaning than they will ever have. If you know them, if you read them, if you believe them. Because if you don't read them, and if you don't believe in them, then you will wither and die. But, but clinging to God's Word is what it means to stay connected, to remain in the vine. Earlier this year, actually maybe just about two months ago, my, uh, my wife wanted to plant some, some stuff that we could grow and we could end up using in some of the food that we, we make. So you, you see this little pot there, and we got some potting soil, and we got some different seeds. And this one was cilantro, and it was fun. She found a place in the window where we'd get plenty of sunlight and a place where she could water it pretty regularly, and we got to watch it grow and it grew pretty big. And you could see the marked improvement day after day. But it got to this turning point. And we didn't change anything we were doing. We kept watering it. It was getting sunlight. But it just started turning more yellow than green. And then more brown than yellow. 
until what you see here happened. <laughs> it was disappointing. But why? Why was it disappointing? Because when you plant cilantro, what do you expect? Cilantro. We wanted to use it in our, in our food, in our guacamole that we make. The cilantro did not fulfill its purpose. So, how about you? God has planted you where you are right now. He has given you the successes and the failures. He, he has put you in this country, in this state, in this city. He has given you friends. He has given you enemies. Why? To fulfill your purpose. And what's that purpose? To produce fruit. Yes, God has planted you for His purpose. That's why He said these two things. He said, If you remain in Me, you will bear much fruit. And then He said this, This, this is to My Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So the word much here means to the nth degree. It means God wants more fruit from you and me. That God wants a lot of fruit, not just a little bit. And so he stays with you so that you can produce a lot of fruit. And you know, you know what he does to do that? He plants you. He plants you where you are. He plants you in situations. And then he feeds you. And he waters you. And he blesses you. But you know what else he does for you? He prunes you. And that's the thing that's difficult for us to understand. Do you know what it means to prune? I had to, I had to ask somebody. I'm not a gardener. I don't, I don't know those those things as well. I, I kind of had an idea, but I didn't know what it actually meant. It means to cut away the dead things in a plant. To cut away the dead things that are hindering growth. So a gardener who's working in a vineyard will go up to his grapevine and see the branches that are producing fruit. And he'll cut away the dead things in that branch so that that same branch can produce more fruit and better fruit. God is pruning you. So the question is, what are the dead things in you that he's trying to get rid of? He's trying to prune away so you can grow as a Christian. What is hindering your growth as a child of God? As sinful humans, we love to hold on to things, don't we? The, the things that we used to do when we weren't believers. We love to hold on to the things that feel comfortable for us. But the thing about pruning is, is that means that God maybe wants you to be uncomfortable so that you can grow 
as a child of God. Pruning is difficult because a lot of times it involves suffering. It involves suffering where God is stripping down your, your reliance on yourself. And he's making you rely more on him so that you can produce more fruit in your lives. That's why he said this. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Remember, to the nth degree, more fruit. A plant that is not growing is dying. A Christian who is not growing is withering. God wants you to grow. So what does that mean? What does that look like? It means you are greedy for God's word. You want more and more and more. You know where you get your nutrients. You know what fills you up. And that's God's word. It fills you up and makes you fruitful. So you want to be in worship. You don't want to miss it. You cherish your time with your family around the word, with your small groups around the word. And you covet, you covet more private, personal time with your Lord in the Bible. Whether it's in your morning devotion, your evening devotion, you want more of it. And that word, when you're greedy for the word, you start, fruits just, just start multiplying. <laughs> and they start coming out all over the place. That's what it means to grow and to produce more fruits. It means having peace, even in a storm. It means showing grace, even in the face of disappointment. It means helping others, even when you, yourself, need help. It means giving love and forgiveness when you're hurting or when someone hurts you. It means laughing and crying at the right things. Because when this happens, fruit will start falling from your tree, and that fruit will be faith, hope, and love. And then God will get what he wants and what everyone needs him to get. That's glory. You caught it when he said it. He said, This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. God gets the glory for your fruits. You are God glorifiers. Fruit producers. So, I realize that maybe I haven't had as much pruning because I, I'm, I'm kind of young at this point, but, and I know I have a lot of pruning ahead of me yet. God has got a lot of dead things to cut out of my life. But I know that he has pruned me in ways, and I, I can give you an example here. Um, about six years, seven years back, my, my grandpa was diagnosed with a form of dementia. And if you've gone through this with a loved one before, it's painful for families. Um, my mom and my dad felt a lot of that, and my sister and I did a little bit too. And you see a loved one, 
that you used to have a lot of memories with, all of a sudden they don't remember as much about you. You see a loved one that had this awesome, bubbly personality. It doesn't really seem like that's him anymore. And it's tough in the relationship. In a relationship with someone who has that disease, you are giving and giving and giving. And you get very little in return. And it makes it hard. But that situation, connected with what I know about Jesus and what I know about God, it made me appreciate Jesus' love even more. Jesus giving love. that He just keeps giving and giving and giving. That I sin and He forgives me and then I sin again and then He forgives me again. And He gets very little from me. He pruned me to see Jesus' love even more clearly. That situation taught me that everyone, whether you have dementia or not, needs to hear Jesus, the simple message of Jesus daily, hourly. I need to hear that every day. You need to hear that every day. He pruned me through that situation. Maybe you had one like that. And you know, it's easy in those times, in those difficult times when he's pruning you, to feel like God is distant, that he's, he's way out there, that he's not with me. But really, the opposite is true. When, when God is pruning you, he is right there with you. He's walking with you every step of the way, and he is driving you back to his word. He, he is trying to teach you more about him and more about life. He's trying to purify your motives, redirect your plan, and add a dimension to your life that you never had before. He is trying to make you more fruitful. So remain in the true vine. Drink deeply from God's Word. Bask in the sunshine of God's promises and let that natural, spiritual photosynthesis Take part so that you can produce fruit. You see, it's more than ju- life is more than just a random string of events that, that make you either a winner or a loser. Life is about who you are connected to. Life is about being connected to Jesus. Being connected to the love of of the Father and producing fruits that will last your entire lifetime and the lifetime of every person that you touch to eternity. That's worth living for, no matter who you are. Amen.